Hey everyone, good morning and welcome to a new episode of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. It's me, it's Mark, and this is episode 67, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. Let me double check because that would suck if it wasn't. It is, it is 67. I stopped really um numbering them, but for the RSS feed, I do have them numbered. So for chronological organization only. And this is a new intro I'm actually recording for this episode strictly because I recorded the episode on Wednesday before I went to the comic book shop and, you know, I had everything all edited by Thursday night, ready to go for a Friday release. And then I woke up Friday morning and like I do every morning, first thing I do is I check my email, check my notifications, get all those out of the way. And then I check Twitter to see what's trending. And I saw Xbox Live Gold was trending and I was like, ooh, I wonder what happened. Maybe something cool. Nope. They raised the prices and the internet is furious. And so I decided, hey, I'm going to uh, add that as a topic because the main topic of this episode originally was me talking about Superman and Lois because we got a teaser and then we got the full trailer on Thursday. And I have a show topic, so I was just going to speculate on the Arrowverse because I actually tried to sit down and watch some of the first episode of season two of Batwoman. And it was going to be kind of like me comparing CW shows with the DC Universe shows that are now on HBO Max. And then also talking about how Disney Plus is handling their MCU shows because WandaVision, the first two episodes came out. So I was like, okay. You know, let's compare these three separate entities that are technically in the same genre. But then, uh, yeah, so that's still in here. But then I was like, you know what? I really want to talk about this Xbox like Gold situation. So I recorded a separate little nugget going over that. And that's going to be after the other main topic. So there's no continuity to it because I don't even build up to the Xbox Live Gold topic at all in this episode. It's just a forewarning at some point towards the end, after I'm done talking about comic book TV shows, I will be talking about Xbox Live Gold. So you're not thrown off at, and now here's some Xbox Live Gold news. Yeah, that's about it. I just wanted to get, do a quick little opening on t- like to offset the original opening so you know what's going on. With that being said, let's jump right into this episode. Alright, so it's Wednesday morning, drinking coffee, per the huge. And I haven't gone to the comic book shop yet, so I don't really have new comic books to talk about for new releases, but I did obtain some new comics since the last episode, which was my my favorites of 2020, which by the way, can I just uh, do a little side note, a little footnote in the episode? Thank you guys for your feedback and for checking out the episode and the patience because there was, you know, a two week time frame. That was my first episode of 2021. So first two weeks of January, I didn't put any episodes up. I was working on that and I was just getting everything else situated with finally going back to work and everything else. So it was kind of chaotic and I didn't have the time to fully sit down and focus on doing a regular episode. And if I don't have the time to actually put the effort energy into it i'm not going to do it because i'm not going to half like i said before i'm not going to half-ass episodes anymore you guys had to deal with that for about a month and a half back in 2020 in late spring because of everything going on i just wasn't i wasn't in a good headspace wasn't feeling it so you know 
I kind of just phoned it in and dialed it in on autopilot. And you, you know, if I'm going to do this podcast and you guys are going to take the time to listen, I want to put the quality into it. I want to put the work into it and I'm going to make sure it's entertaining, informative, and, you know, not subpar. So the feedback I got from the episode was great. A lot of you were telling me, hey, I didn't even, you know, think about this comic or know that was out. Uh, a lot of you guys were now checking out um, Ghosted in L.A., which I'm happy. Like I said, Cena Grace, great writer. Ghosted in L.A. is a great story. And because it's isolated, you get the full, complete story. It's not an ongoing comic. It, the run has ended. And a lot of you, obviously, still Power Rangers fans. So you guys obviously were like, hey, you only brushed on Power Rangers. We thought it was going to be a Power Ranger fest. And I'm like, trust me, I could have made it a Power Ranger fest. Don't get me wrong. It's There is going to be an episode like that eventually this year. With that being said, since I didn't get any new comics, I did get some trades. Uh, I go to this place called Book Off in San Diego. Uh, there's a few other locations in California, I think New York and this and that. They're sporadic. And so the store, I talk about it a lot, but I haven't really gone into detail. So they have books, movies, music, Blu-rays, collectibles, video games, retro, modern, all this other stuff, and uh, they also have trades. So I always go in there. The first thing I do whenever I go in there is I go to the trade section and just see what's in there because you can get some trades, really good cover price. I got Batman Hush there for seven fifty, and then I got the new Death Metal, the Road to Metal, the first issue prequel to the run of the whole batman or the metal whatever they're calling it i got the first one of that for 10 and that was you know like a 24 dollars hardcover because has a little slip slip case so this time around i got uh godzilla legends from idw and then the first volume of their godzilla run because as you know i like tokusatsu so i like my kaijins i like my kaijus super sentai common rider ultraman and yeah so i got volume one of idw's godzilla and godzilla legends i i'm an adamant archie comics collector which is no secret if you follow me on social media especially instagram so i actually found one of the the newer volume one of the archie run that starts around issue 600 and then i also found a hardcover graphic novel that was a collection of the archie comics from the 60s i think it was like 62 or 63 to like 65 like it was a good little collection i was like i don't have it i want it it was like five bucks and i was like are you kidding me like this this is definitely going in the collection and then i also got archie versus predator graphic novel for about seven bucks and i was like that's a good run it was only like four or five issues but i thought it was hilarious that archie and predator had a crossover and they actually gave it a sequel so there is an archie versus predator 2 i just don't have the trade for that i don't even know if that got released yet so that's really it for my comic stuff well there i looked at games obviously too i didn't really see anything that kind of i needed i did however get some more ultraman uh figures uh from the ultra monsters their ultra series like they're they're like 15 dollar figures they're about five inch figures they're not really they're not articulate at all they're not detailed like they're detailed enough it but they're good to just have on display and i actually like those more than having to drop 50 to 80 dollars on sh figure arts 
and I got Ultraman X, Ultraman Hikari, and then Darklops Zero, which is the villain from Ultraman X, I believe. I don't know. I forgot which one it is. There's so much. There's so many Ultraman seasons. I get the villains mixed up sometimes. So I got those to add to my collection, and then also I got Ultraman Ultra Seven, Return of Ultraman, and Ultraman Ace from Mill Creek Entertainment. I got the Blu-ray boxes set, boxes, not the uh, steel books, because if you get all the boxes together, it has a mural, and now all I need is Ultraman Taro, and, which just released uh, last week, and then Ultraman Leo, which got announced for April, and I'll have the whole entire Showa era, which is basically the first real run of Ultraman complete, which is great. So yeah, that's that's really it for comics and my toku stuff i'll have like a toku section every once in a while because if you haven't seen i've been doing more youtube stuff i did a mail call where i went over my ultraman stuff that came in the mail and this and that so i actually have my bookshelves up behind me finally i will be starting to do a video version of the podcast that is going to happen soon and so we can actually have you know visuals to see when i get my new comics and what i'm playing and this and that but I do have my shelf up. I got my RGB Wi-Fi smart lights on the shelves. Looks amazing. Have everything. I'm still programming it in Lumia. So when I stream on Twitch, you guys can actually control my lights with commands like channel points, subs, bits, this and that will control all my lights, which is going to be really badass once it's done. It's just a lot of uh, setting up to do. And that's like just a little side, a little footnote on everything going on with. So that's it for my collection of comics and toku stuff and figures uh games i've been playing a lot of games still uh the newest tier in w supercard drop so royal rumble 21 uh new cards new tier this it's a lot of fun i have my own team now that i started about a month and a half ago got some irl friends on there uh some people some other youtubers from twitter and this and that we all just play and have fun and just enjoying that that's been not a majority of my time but like it's easy to play a mobile game to multitask when i'm doing other things watching a movie tv shows because i've you know i just you know don't want to you know i like to multitask i hate sitting down and doing one thing like the podcast is the only time i'm ever to just sit down and focus on one thing where i'm not multitasking like the pod like i'm recording right now i'm just sitting here phone is off just me, a cup of coffee, and the kitten, and we're just good to go. This is the podcast. That's how it is. That's, you know, focus, you know? And so for other games, I finally started playing more of Resident Evil 3. I actually found it at a random Target on clearance, and I got it for under $12. And I was like, are you kidding me? Resident Evil 3 Remake on Xbox? And I was like, 4K goodness. That game looks so good. I love it. I'm enjoying it because I never liked Resident Evil 3 on the PlayStation 1. I was never, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, but 3 is probably like one of my least favorites. Um, I'm still hoping because uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I had a little thing I agreed with and retweeted from uh, I Am Brandon TV, mentioned Resident Evil Outbreak with how multiplayer and online co op works now. That game would work, you know, in this generation. And I wholeheartedly agree because Resident Evil Outbreak, I actually really enjoyed that. That was a fun game, and I miss it. So, 
Resident Evil 3, I've been playing a lot of. I'll play a lot of Wrestling Empire, which I briefly touched on in my best of 2020 just because it was something that came out in January, and I just briefly touched on that. But it's uh, an M. Dickey game. He makes usually they're on PC or this and that, just like, you know, quirky wrestling games, kind of like equivalent to the N64 era. But this is the first time he got a console release because it came out on the Switch. I actually put about 50-plus hours into this game because there's over 200-something wrestlers. They're all kind of spoofs of real-life wrestlers, so you can sit there and, you know, uh, rename them to who they're supposed to be in real life. And it's just zane. There's lots of weapons. It's just chaos, but it's actually a fun game with a career mode. And, you know, you get to sign with different promotions and go for titles. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. If you haven't picked it up, it's I think it's fifteen dollars on the eShop. I strongly recommend you check out Wrestling Empire. And other than those two games, honestly, I, I mean, I started Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, the special edition one, the definitive edition one that's on Game Pass. I got it on PC, Game Pass for PC, so I've been playing that, and that's really it for video games. I've like I said, getting ready, prepared to go back to work, just getting back on a sleep schedule and, you know, being healthy, working out, stuff like that. Just trying to get myself back into a routine so I can return to the workforce full time with, you know, prepared and not a slob. <laughs> so that's really it. Not a lot of games. Uh, just, you know, there are a lot of games I own that I'm going to be playing. Like I have a, my backlog of video games is still drastic, which is why a uh, the Loop Bros podcast, which I've been a guest on. One of the hosts, Resident Dale, has been a guest on here when we talked about Resident Evil. They do something called the Backlog Beatdown, where every you pick, you know, five games from your backlog. And when you beat them, you get a point. And we keep track of just basically motivating all each other to like clear out our backlogs for the year. They did it last year. They're doing it this year. I didn't do it last year, but I joined this year. So, you know, I'm like, maybe this will help motivate me to clear my backlog out because that's the main thing. It's like I'm not buying a crap ton of games, but I am, you know, just not playing a lot of them. Like I'm not finishing my games. Like I still haven't finished Watchdog Legions or immortal phoenix rising like i keep it has no thought to, it's like i just can't marathon games you know it, it thankfully streaming on twitch has really been helping me play through games because let's face it if it wasn't for uh twitch and me streaming on twitch i probably wouldn't finish a lot of the games that i have like thanks to twitch i finished uh final phase 7 remake uh, I finished my second play, my new playthrough of Until Dawn. I finished Little Hope. Like I wouldn't have finished any of those games if I wasn't streaming them. And people were like, "Hey, yeah, let's see the ending." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll keep playing. I'll finish this game, damn it." So yeah, that's it for games. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'll clear out some more out of the backlog and move on to other games because we do have a lot of games coming out this year and soon. So <laughs> I gotta get on that. I, I'm I'm trying to for every one new game I get, I want to clear like two or three games out of my backlog. It just sucks because the majority of them are JRPGs, which take, you know, 40 plus hours to beat. So in some cases, like 60 or 70. So yeah, it's going to be fun. 
a lot of a lot of games. So there's going to be a lot of game topics this year on the podcast for that section, anyways. But moving on from you know that, uh, Water Vision came out. By the way, everybody, in case you didn't watch the first two episodes last week, it was really good. In very interesting approach. Uh, very. There's a divide on the internet about what people feel about it. I have friends who are like, this is boring. I hope it gets good. And then there's me who's just like, okay, they're spoofing Dick Van Dyke. I love Lucy. I'm digging this. I get the references. I'm a, I was always more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. So like, especially House of M and this and that and X-Men. So I was like, and Avengers. So I was like, I'm, I'm getting this. I'm, I'm getting these references, these Easter eggs. I'm. I under I was like Captain America was like I understood that reference you know, and I'm gonna do a separate because I have the other RSS feed where I just review stuff. I will be going over those two episodes, and then the third one that's gonna drop on Friday. So I'll probably have those go up next week on the other RSS feed, which once it's it's not fully done. I have the logo and everything else done. I already made the page for it. I just have to finish the RSS feed, and then I can put it in the description of all the other episodes going forward so you guys can check out just the reviews because, you know, it's a nice way so I don't spoil things in the main podcast for anybody, like I said before. I hate spoiling things for people. I hate things spoiled for me. I would not like to be that guy, so to speak, who spoils things for people. I just, I'd feel like shit, honestly, and I don't want to feel like shit. So, you know, WandaVision, that's the thing. Like, I, comic book TV shows right now, like, I think everyone's been waiting for the MCU Disney Plus shows because up until now we had, you know, Age of the Shield, uh, was it Gifted, Legion, like, there's so many from the Marvel side of things. And they've been, like, Age of the Shield was good for the first, like, three seasons because it actually kind of, like, referenced and tied into the MCU. And then it was kind of like, Kevin Feige and the MCU were like, ah, no, Age of the Shield, it's its own thing. We don't, whatever, you know? And DC, uh, outside of the DC Universe, because the DC Universe had Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and I think that's it. I don't know if they had another show or not. And at least those are the three that I watched. And as you know, anyone who wants to uh, go back into the archives of the vault, so to speak, Swamp Thing deserves a season two. We need to save Swamp Thing. Everyone just went straight for release of Snyder Cut. And now some people are starting release the Ayer Cut of uh, Suicide Squad. But I'm just like, hey, let's not forget the real fight. We got our Justice League Zack Snyder Cut. Let's get Swamp Thing back for the second season. I will die on this hill. That Swamp Thing, outside of Titans, is the best live action DC television show. And that's, you know, that's my opinion, especially for DC Universe, which is now on HBO Max, because I don't know if DC Universe shut down the streaming side of things. I do have the app still in the subscription because I read my comics on there, at least older DC comics. And yeah, but then, you know, on the other side of the coin, we have the CW Arrowverse, so to speak. Um, I wish they had a new name for it besides the Arrowverse because Arrow's over. It's done. And let's face it. For me personally, and by the way, this is all my opinion only. This is, I'm not speaking for the general public or anyone else. I'm only speaking for myself with all the trash I'm about to talk for at least the next five to ten minutes about 
this to Arrowverse. So Arrow literally was only good for the first four seasons. And that's it. Even if that, like, I would say the first three seasons, honestly. But season four wasn't bad. Uh, Just a quick breakdown of each one. The Flash was good for mm, three seasons. And that's me being generous. First two seasons were amazing. Season three was good. But after that, mm, I stopped watching. I, I couldn't get into it anymore. I was like, this is just ass. And Supergirl, when it was on CBS for the first season, I enjoyed it actually for what it was. And I was excited when CW was like, we're going to pick it up. Season two, I did not hate. I thought it was good. New direction, you know, now it was on CW instead of CBS. But after that, I was like, ah, it just, something that fell off with the way they brought in Superman. And, which will tie into me talking about Superman and Lois. And then with, you know, Batwoman, I didn't listen to all the Twitter trash talking and everyone just hating on it before it even came out i waited i was like i have this thing even though i'm a comic book fan and everyone's like oh if you're a comic book fan you won't like this i shut that side of my brain off i turn off my critique and my comparison to source material see after 21 mcu films i've had to do that honestly especially being a big marvel fan and honestly i had to do it thanks to sam raimi's spider-man 3 in most of the X-Men films, I had to be like, okay, well, Wolverine never really produces Rogue. It was Kitty Pride That was more of his sidekick. So, you know, I had to, like, train myself to not think with my critical comp knowledge and fans, like, brain when I watch things. So I went in, open-minded completely, checked out Batwoman. I was like, you know what? Like, this is the chance, you know, for... A DC TV show to kind of like shy away from the norm and who we're gonna get because Batwoman. I mean, we we never had Bat like other than Alicia Silverstone was Batgirl. We or Batwoman. We we never really had Batwoman in any live action like form, and like you know the original like Batman. But like so, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. I sat through about one episode, tried the second episode. I personally could not get into it. I'm not saying it's bad. Like, for me personally, because bad is subjective. Like, if you look at the ratings and this and that, yes, it did very poorly. But for me, I just, I couldn't get into it. It had nothing to do with the acting, the writing, just something about the story. And I was like, I just don't, I just wasn't feeling it, you know? So I just stuck with Supergirl because that was actually still fun to watch. Because... I don't always want to have to watch something serious. Like, you know, I like to have fun with comic book shows. Like, you have to realize that comic books, they can be dark and gritty at times. But most of the time, they're comic books. Fictional world superpowers doesn't have fun with it. That's why, still to this day, I defend the Green Lantern film. It's not great, but it was fun to watch. It was a popcorn comic book film, you know? And sometimes you need that. You don't always need, you know, a Zack Snyder Man of Steel or a Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy you sometimes want, you know, a Guardians of the Galaxy where it's it's fun, you know? So other than those shows, there's also DC Legends of Tomorrow, which the first season was just so good. Like, I think that was probably one of their most underrated shows in the Arrowverse. But then after season one with King Cold leaving or Captain Cold leaving and this and that, I was like, ah, I was like, Mm, I just it kind of lost its its swing with me. I was still trying to watch it, 
And then I actually wasn't watching anything from the Arrowverse for a couple seasons. And then the Crisis of Infinite Earth um, crossover was happening, what, like a year or two years ago? And I think it was a year. I don't even know when it was. Honestly, I already forgot. And I was like, let me get back into these. I started binge watching, catching up, this and that. And then, I mean, it was large scale crossover with all the shows. Really good. Not great. But I was just like, eh, I don't really, I can't, like, eh. it just fell flat for me. And I was like, you know what? And then Arrow ended, and I was like, okay, this makes it. But then we saw Diggle with the Green Lantern ring, possibly at the end. And I was like, you know what? I'm all for this. Give me my Green Lantern show. I'm hoping, well, we know that's happening, but we don't know who the cast is or if Diggle's going to carry it over. We don't know. But I am all for that. So then, fast forward, and right now, we have, you know, Batwoman on season two, Flash, whatever, that's the next season's coming out, I believe, in March. But then in February, we have, towards the end of February, we have Superman and Lois. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I was a fan of Lois and Clark, Adventures of Superman as a kid with Dean Kane. I was a fan of Smallville. Smallville's still one of my favorite CW slash WB, like, shows. That was Smallville was great, and even though it had, you know, my issues after season five towards about season seven or eight, like killing Lex Luthor, Lana going to Paris, getting some weird tattoo, and then there's just a lot of shit in that show that was just like, all right, I see what's going on right now. I don't like it, but I'm going to keep watching, and it ended strong, you know, so I was like, okay, but that being said, now, Superman and Lois, like, I'm, the trailer... Ooh, like, I like the, the style of that trailer. Like, if you haven't already, go to my YouTube channel. I do a reaction and a breakdown of the trailer. By the way, this is edited after because the trailer officially dropped. So everything I'm saying now is based on the trailer. A little side note from F Future Mark editing out past Mark, who is just speculating now that the trailer's out. I can actually talk about the actual trailer, what we saw. So, the trailer. Ooh, uh so good i i got a lot of hint like the cinematography alone and filming style of it is different than most of anything we've seen in the Arrowverse, which i still hate calling that but i don't want to call it the cw verse or the dcw verse that's what we call it the dcw verse um and i think that right off the bat i had vibes of the filming style and how it looked in this that was a lot of like Zack snyder's man of steel and I was like, okay, this looks good. I'm intrigued. And then you have, you know, Lo Lois and Clark. They're, you know, back on Kent Farm. You have, they have two kids that are teenagers. So I assume they're using some of the stuff from Superman Rebirth to an extent as like the inspiration for this show. I don't know because I, like, I, I have some of the rebirth trades i read a little bit of the superman one it seems that's the case because with the dc comics after brightest day blackest night or black night brightest day new 52s then there was something else and then there's rebirth i know in between there was like futures and all this other stuff but like then they started doing rebirth i didn't really that's when i was kind of like okay i'm putting a pin in this for now like <laughs> this dc comic universe is just all over the place for me but 
from little I did read about Superman, I was like, okay, this is this seems to be where the show is getting its ideas from with the kid and I'm like, okay, that looks really good. I don't know what's gonna happen in the show, honestly. Like just from the trailer alone, it looks like there's gonna be some action. It's gonna be very drama heavy with the kids and Superman. I don't know if it's gonna be a situation where like one of the kids inherits some of Superman powers and the other one doesn't or both do or neither do who knows like obviously we're not going to get everything in like you know the first couple episodes or even the first season I assume because it's CW these shows are going to they're, they're going to try and make every show last at least seven plus seasons because Arrow was what seven or eight seasons Flash is on season like five or six now so I feel like you know they're CW is usually long term with their shows this look at Supernatural that they had like what 15 seasons it's ridiculous or 16 i don't even know i stopped watching after season 10 because i was like this is too many seasons i can't keep up with the show the superman and lois like the action looks from a little because it was all clipped around because it wasn't like a premiere trailer it was a season trailer so it just had highlights of a lot of the season stuff and tyler i'm not even gonna pronounce his last name he, he you know the one who was uh in teen wolf as Derek, the main wolf in season one, and this and that, and he was in a couple of the other seasons, and he was off for a bit. Uh, he's, I think this is going to redeem how he was in Supergirl as Superman, because there were some scenes, like, when they fought each other, this and that, where, like, the way it was filmed, this and that, it was supposed to be, like, serious and at night, but it was just so wonky that you couldn't help laugh at how cheesy and bad it was. But now they're like, it's grounded this time around. Like, it looks, and that's my favorite. That's the word I'm going to keep using. It's like Superman and Lois looks grounded. I like it. It's, I'm really curious about how it's going to be. And we're getting a two-hour premiere on the 23rd of February. So I'm just like, I'm actually going to watch this. I'm actually excited to watch a DCW verse, like, show like i really am it's great like as we get more information obviously i'm gonna follow up and talk about it but you know it was only like a minute and six second trailer so you could only get some there's a lot to like unpack in that but at the same time not a lot you know and i'm hoping this will bring the dcw verse into like uh the forefront back up to what it was when like arrow was huge and popular and then we got the flat like i hope it's like that because like i feel like they started spreading themselves really thin doing too many shows and all the shows suffered and as long as superman and lois can stay grounded can stay consistent not a lot of tie-ins or crossovers because that's what i think really hurt arrow after a while was there's so many freaking crossovers and i was just like please stop like we don't need crossovers like every season, you know? We don't need that anymore. They can be isolated stories. They don't, in their own isolated entities, in their own seasons, they don't need to keep crossing over. And I get it. If one show's doing, you know, 3 million viewers and the other one's barely pulling a million, okay, let's do a crossover. Maybe some of the fans will trickle over that one. It's not always the case. So just, it's, it's in the long run, it's going to hurt you because it's going to hurt the main property that had the most views because now you're forcing them to go watch a less quality show to get more of the story which i think i never liked that i never liked crossovers like that in the tv shows 
But that's really it for Superman and Lois. Like I said, once February, like, I'm probably not going to be really talking about it for the next month because, you know, we're not going to get another episode. We're not going to get the premiere anyways until the 23rd. So it's like, there's nothing new to say about it unless there's more trailers. I might briefly touch on it. And yeah, that's really it for Superman and Lois. That's it for the topic of the episode. So yeah. And now it's Future Mark. Hey, guess what? I lied. Okay, that wasn't it for the topic of the episode. Because Xbox Live Gold is trending on Twitter. Because they've raised the price. And not just a normal raising of the price. It has doubled in price. That's right. Doubled. So now it's $120 a year for Xbox Live Gold. But it's been cleared up. And I'm going to read exactly what xbox put on their actual news.xbox.com website so it literally says update on xbox live gold pricing and it's gonna be a quick read because i'm not gonna read it slow and articulate since we launched xbox live 18 years ago we've been working to make it the most advanced multiplayer network available for the greatest community of gamers and there are a lot of you millions of people come together on xbox to play with friends and discover great games we invest in our community by strengthening the digital safety of our players, enabling new ways to share, communicate, and play with your friends, and delivering industry-leading reliability across our network. Periodically, we assess the value and pricing of our services to reflect changes in regional marketplaces to, and to continue to invest in the Xbox community. We'll be making price adjustments for Xbox Live Gold in select markets. In many markets, the price of Xbox Live Gold has not changed for years, and in some markets, it hasn't changed for over 10 years. So what does this mean for you? If you're an existing online 12-month or 6-month Xbox Live Gold member, there is no price change. If you choose to renew your membership, it will renew at your current price. The price of 1-month gold membership has increased by $1. So now it's, I believe, $11.99. Uh, that's my little footnote. That's not a quote. And the price of a three-month membership is increasing $5 USD or the equivalent amount in your local market. If you'd like to upgrade your gold membership to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, your remaining gold time will also convert directly to Ultimate up to 36 months. For example, if you have 11 months of Xbox Live Gold now and you upgrade to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, those 11 months will convert to 11 months of Ultimate at no additional cost. Members have already been notified in some regions. If you're in a region where prices are being adjusted, you will receive an email and a message center notification over the next month letting you know what the new pricing is for your membership. Going forward, new pricing will be one month for $10.99, three months for $29.99, and six months for $59.99 in your local market equivalent. You can always visit your account to manage your membership, and prices won't adjust until at least 45 days after you receive the message. Now, here's the thing. Six months for $60. That's uh, steep because now you're saying it's going to be $120 a year just for gold. But only gold is changing price. Apparently, there's no price change for Game Pass Ultimate, which includes gold and Game Pass, by the way, which is like $15 a month, $14.99 a month. Now... I see this as Microsoft really just trying to convince everyone to go switch over to Game Pass. Even though, you know, Game Pass, really, if you pay monthly, I mean, Game Pass Ultimate at $15 a month, like you're spending, what, $180 a year? So it's an extra $60 for the year to go from a year of Xbox Live Gold to Game Pass. Now, a lot of people are saying, 
oh, well, you know, PlayStation, they haven't changed their price. It's $60 for PlayStation Plus and this and that. We get like AAA titles every month. You don't get AAA titles every month, okay? It's No one does. There's been trash months for both platforms. And like even with February, we're getting Resident Evil 1, the remaster, and we're getting Gears 5, which on February 1st, and I'm like, hey, Gears 5 is on Game Pass, but at the same time, if you don't have Game Pass, you have Xbox Live Gold, you just got six, you just got literally a great game included. And that right there pays for six. If you were going to buy that on its own, you just bought six months of gold, technically. So if I'm going to play Devil's Advocate and I'm going to defend Microsoft in that decision, obviously I would be pushing for people to get Game Pass Ultimate instead. Because why not? You know? And. That's honestly, it's a better deal. Like the second Game Pass old, especially right now, if you have Xbox Live Gold and you have any time left on it, upgrade to Game Pass Ultimate. Trust me, you won't be disappointed with Game Pass. Like it's really good. Like a majority, like I said in my best of 2020, Game Pass, like, hmm, I, that was such a godsend for 2020 because. I played games I want to play or games I want to play that I save money not having to buy, especially now that they have Bethesda under the umbrella and everything else. Like Game Pass is going to be making a killing this year. So it's like it's one of those things where you'd be stupid not to have it, especially we're getting the Yakuza remaster collection. So Yakuza 3, 4 and 5 added in at the end of January. Like there's so much stuff. And then what else? the medium is coming out, which is a great horror game. Give me Silent Hill vibes. I can't wait to play that next week. I believe it comes out on the 28th like there's a lot of benefits to game pass ultimate and I think they're just changing the price over realistically because game pass is where their focus is especially game pass ultimate because it comes with gold so it's like when you really think about it you're getting game pass now for four dollars if you just switch over to game pass ultimate you're going to get it for four freaking dollars so there it's a no-brainer to switch over to game pass ultimate do I think it's crappy that xbox live gold itself is going up to 120 dollars a year thus you know basically almost forcing you to either switch to game pass ultimate or keep paying for xbox live gold and you know really no the service isn't changing just the prices they're not adding anything new to it that's the downside of it like and the bad part they're not adding anything to gold it's not evolving just the price is going up and i will say xbox live gold xbox as a platform is the only platform that requires you to have gold to play the free games online if i download any free to play game on the playstation i can play it without needing playstation plus but if i download any free games like say i want to play warzone or fortnite or any of those type be like the free to play brs i need gold to play them on my xbox I get them on my PlayStation. I don't need PlayStation Plus to play them. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like all those kids who have Fortnite and this and that and only play that or Call of Duty Warzone, they have to shell out $120 a year to play a free game online with their friends. Whereas on PlayStation, you can just play them with your friends. Don't have to worry, you know? So I could see like both sides of the coin as to the pros and cons of having this price increase and the, the cons outweigh the pros obviously like like i said the only thing is like when you if you break it down by price it's like okay uh here's you know gears 5 60 game free with gold 
All right, well, that $60 game, that's six months of your Xbox Live Gold right there. So there you go. Like, hey, you're, this game alone just paid for half a year. Of, and it's like half a year. It's like, ah, not really. That's not how it should count. But I could see that as a justification and a rationalization for the price increase. You know what I mean? But yeah, this gold, like uh, the backlash right now, I'm not even going to go over and read the Twitter stuff. It's uh, It's rough. But with that being said, that's it for that. So thank you guys for coming out and listening to the episode. It's been fun. Uh, a lot of stuff. I'm really curious going forward of a lot of the new TV shows coming out. A lot of stuff's being delayed again, which I'm not even going to go over. I might go over next week's episode. But like I said, thank you for listening to a Nerd Name Mark podcast. You can find the podcast where all your major podcasts are. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean. Just search, search under Name Mark Podcast. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash A-N-N-M podcast. And it'll be your central hub on Anchor where you can see all those. Click the little icon for your choice and it'll bring you over there. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave me a little you know, review. Maybe a five-star review if I've earned it. And make sure you subscribe so you will know when all the new episodes go live. But with that being said, thank you for listening to episode 67 of A Nerd Named Mark podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm a nerd. Nerd.